0: In it. Thank you for those who join us online. Thank you for those joining us here in person as we worship our awesome resurrected Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And We encourage you to feel welcome and join us and worship a little something like this.
1: We want to tell you. This.
0: somebody, they're all one in the body of God.
2: Church, thank God for another opportunity to be in the house of the Lord one more time. Might be a little rainy today. I know yesterday you probably enjoyed yourself with a nice, warm, sunny day. Today we got a little rain, a little cooler, but through it all, God kept us. Amen, church. The scripture reading this morning will come from the gospel according to John chapter 21, the gospel according to John, chapter 21. We're going to go down to verse 20. If you're able to stand in honor of God's word, you may do so. The gospel according to John, chapter 21. We're going to go down to verse 20. I'll be reading from the New Living Translation. Amen, church. Amen. And it reads, Peter turned around and saw behind them the disciple Jesus loved, the one who he had leaned over, who had leaned over to Jesus during supper and asked, Lord, who will betray you? Peter asked Jesus, What about him, Lord? Jesus replied, If I want him to remain alive until I return, what is that to you? As for you, Follow me. So the rumor spread among the community of believers that this disciple wouldn't die. But that isn't what Jesus said at all. He only said, if I want him to remain alive until I return, what is that to you? Pastor's gonna preach about, what is that to you? Amen. Amen, amen. Let's have a word of prayer. Father God, we come thanking you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, that you are Jehovah Jireh, our provider, Heavenly Father. Thank you, Heavenly Father, that you are the Prince of Peace, Heavenly Father. Thank you, Heavenly Father, that you are a wonderful counselor, Heavenly Father, a mighty God, Heavenly Father. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for the ultimate price that you paid for all mankind on Calvary. Lord, we just thank you this morning, Heavenly Father. Father, please bless every song that will be sung. and. Every prayer that will be prayed, please bless the gospel of Jesus Christ that going to go forth, that it changes us, Lord, from the inside out, Heavenly Father. For we have gathered in this place to worship you, Heavenly Father, give you the praise, the glory, and the honor, Heavenly Father. So right now, help us to just concentrate and focus on you, Heavenly Father. For all things work together for the good, Heavenly Father. And we know that everything is in your power is in your hand, and nothing catches you by surprise. Lord, we thank you, we praise you, we magnify you. It's the name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ that we pray. Amen, church. Amen. Amen. Amen.
0: I lift, Lord, I lift your name, Lord, I lift your name above all other names, amen, amen. There's no other name but at the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow, every tongue shall confess that he is Lord. There's no other name under the heaven or the earth that you can call on and you shall be saved. And who the Son sets free, amen, is free indeed. Let the redeem of the Lord say so. Anybody here been washed by the blood of the Lamb? Oh, hallelujah. You know, we lift up his holy name, calling on the name of Jesus. Everything is going to be all right. Oh, hallelujah. We can worship him in this place. Amen. You can thank God, amen. Thank you, Jesus. For being God all by yourself, for being exalted, seated at the right hand of no. Thank you, Jesus, for defeating death, so that we might have life and life more abundantly. Oh, glory be to God. Amen. Let's pray, God, we just thank you for the power of your love, your grace, your mercy expressed in the only begotten Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. We thank you, Lord, for the power in his name, the power to forgive, the power to redeem, the power to change. And so, Father, we come and humble ourselves before you in need of that power, O God. Transform us, change our hearts, change our minds, make us better today, O mighty God. Help us to grow mature and remove those things, Lord, that are not of you. Help us today to hear a word from you that we might see Jesus, that we'll have your word hidden in our heart, that we might not sin against you. And may you receive all the glory and all the honor, for it all belongs to you, Lord, we pray. Amen. 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 If you have your Bibles open again in the New Testament the gospel according to John, we're looking at chapter 21. Uh, Pastor Price led us in that reading of that scripture. As we are continuing celebrating and remembering the resurrection of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, this account deals with another appearance. Of Christ after the resurrection. Somebody say after the resurrection. This was done to help prove everybody understand that this was not a hoax, this was not something made up, but this is something real. That Jesus did defeat death, he did rise again, and he had a different kind of body. I was able to uh, appear and reappear, but also he was able to eat and fellowship with the people. So he was not a ghost. He wasn't something that was not tangible, but he was something real. Anybody believe that Jesus is real?
1: Yes.
0: Amen. Amen. If you know that he's real, you can tell your name. I know he's real. Know and when we know that, we know that, we know. Amen. We, we taste him for ourselves and we see that God is good. Anybody here can say that God is good.
1: And all the time,
0: God is good. When we look at our text today, a leading from the New Living Translation, John 21, verses 20 to 23, I just want to lift up just this one verse, reiterating what Christ said to him in verse 21. Peter asked Jesus, What about him, Lord? Verse 22. Jesus replied, If I want him to remain alive until I return, what is that to you? Mm. As for you, follow me. Uh, help me announce this subject matter to your neighbor. T- tell your neighbor or ask this question. What is that to you? That to you? Amen, amen. If you need to look around to your other neighbor, make sure you, they did not fall asleep, wake them up real quick and tell them, what is that to you? As we look at this text, I want you to think about why we are oftentimes concerned about somebody else. Hmm. We are concerned about how someone else might be successful, how someone else might be good, how someone else might have what we think we should have or the life that we should have. But my question that Jesus asked, I ask to you, what is that to you? Know that you are created for God's glory. Know that you got a purpose. You got a meaning. Don't get caught up trying to live for somebody else's life when you're not living your life. God's love for us was expressed to us in Jesus, dying on the cross for our sins. He wants us to understand that you got a meaning. You have purpose. I died so that you might live life and life more abundantly so you're no longer a slave to sin and death, but yet have the gift of eternal life through Christ Jesus. In other words, I want to encourage you to keep your eyes focused on Jesus. Anyone taught somebody how to drive a car? You remember when you were being taught how to drive a car? few instructions they always gave, besides how to hold the stairwell, was to keep your eyes on the road. And what they mean by keeping your eyes on the road is mean to what? Focus on what you're doing. Because you can have your eyes on the road, but still not focus. Y'all don't hear me? You, You can see, hey, what's happening over there? Hey, what's going on over there? Hey, what's going on? Next thing you know, you break fast. You cause an accident, you veer off the road and your car now the modern uh, transportation has updated the road, so if you get offline, you go, do, 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 do. that's gonna wake you up and realize, oh something's not right here. But we we stay focused. We are concerned, and think about modern technology has helped us out, right? You have voice assistance now. I don't have to pick up my phone. I can say, hey, call my favorite." You can say, change the radio station. What's the, what's the nearest gas station? You don't have to stop and fumble and take your eyes off the road to put it on your phone when it can simply tell you, gas station coming up to your left, take this next exit. But yet when we are not focused, think about what happens, how our eyes leave our heads. So if I look this way, my head looks at the next way, you know your body goes that way. Keep your eyes on Jesus. Stay focused on Christ. Don't get distracted and discouraged by the other things you see around, but worry about what God is doing in your life. You can be driving your car, but yet not focus and you might hit the car right in front of you. I've seen it before. At the drive-thru. There's no way you can go. But a car would not pay any attention. I'm with my friend, we both laughing like how they run into that car at the pain, right? You go around the corner, I'm like, uh oh, <laughs> sorry about that. <laughs> and when we saw that happen, we were like, woo, that was fun. And we said, we, we gonna get out of line, so we knew it was gonna be a got inside and got our food. <laughs> but here's the thing about this, is that when you know how to stay focused and calm yourself down, you're able to be in the right position at the right time. We gotta stay focused. Sorry about that feedback. That, that was a large, large accident.
1: <laughs> when we understand that
0: God has a purpose for you, don't get caught up what someone else's purpose is, what somebody else's plan is, but focus on your journey back in this text. We're looking at Jesus talking to Peter. Y'all with me there? Simon, Simon, Peter. You know Simon, the one that denied him three times. Simon that cut off the ear. Simon that ran and hid. Simon that did not believe but kind of understood when he was not there. Simon that was initially a fisherman, he said, I'll make you a a fisher of men. But now here it is that if you look early in the text, Simon says, I'm going fishing. You ever heard that before? Someone said they're going fishing. That means they're not working. But that was his job. (laughs) So he went back doing what God called him to do. Before he was called, he was a fisherman, and he had partners the Zebedee's brothers so they went out fishing with him say and here's another thing I'll highlight Peter was a father I mean a leader and he had a natural leader so people followed him and what he's doing hence why Jesus had specific purpose for Peter not for somebody else because only Peter could fulfill this position better than anybody else but here it is we look in our text y'all with me in John 21 look at verse 20 it says that Peter turned around y'all see that He's not focusing on Jesus, but he turned around and said, Well, what about him? Notice how him being a natural leader, he's following him and seeing what, hey, I want to know what's going on. Peter, Peter's with Jesus, and some of you might familiar with Hamilton, right? I want to be in the room when this happened. So here comes this beloved disciples. I want to be in the room when this happened. What's going on? He's he talking to Jesus, right? He's talking to the man. I want to be privy to this conversation. So I know how I be like, with well, my parents, they talk talking grown folks' stuff, and I'm not supposed to be around trying to be as close as I can be, but not be distracted, but laugh, trying to listen. Trying to listen. What, what's going on? And so here it is. John is trying to listen. What's going on? And Peter getting upset, like, well, what about him? He's telling me all my business. What about him? But notice Peter turns back. He is lost focus. He is not concerned what God has called him to do. He's more concerned about what somebody else might be doing. Simon Peter is, first of all, is so focused on himself that all he could think about was going fishing. When you look at verse 3 of the 21st chapter, it says, Simon Peter said, I'm going fishing. We'll come. And he says, we'll come too, his disciples, his friends say. So Simon is, is a leader, and Zebedee, the brothers, are coming with him, and they go, and you notice they don't catch any fish. Y'all don't hear me. Uh, a successful fisherman went out to catch fish and did not catch any fish. One way to help understand if you're not going in the right direction when you don't see production. Mm, I was at a few more words. If you don't see the production or what you normally get production from, that means you might need to change your son. I remember doing college ministry, and I was successful in doing college ministry. I would do, this was my main thing, I would do a pizza party on the first day of class. I'd hang up the flyers and everybody would come around. 30 people would come out for pizza. Because, you know, college students love pizza. So I don't know one way to get them in, give them free food. They say, all right, by the way, she's study. <laughs> at this moment, at this time, next week, I'll see you again. And so that's what I did. Did my pizza party, had the Bible study, doing the lessons. Then the one year God was moving me away from college ministry, I did the same thing. I bought more pizza because I've been so successful. I'm going to buy more pizza did not one child show up. Now, I've been successful in doing this. But yeah, God's saying I need you to focus somewhere. Y'all don't hear me. And so I was mad. I was defeated. I said, "How come it's not working? Let me do something else. Maybe I'll do an ice cream bar. Next thing, do whatever I can do to reach out. God let me know. Like, nah, it's not happening. And the two students started to show up. Those two students, all I had. But God let me know like this: you can pour into them. But this is it. That was the end. But yeah, I had to realize that it went from me seeing twenty. Uh, students and 30 students to just those two students let me know like though you poured into them though you disciple them you were trying to do what you wanted to do y'all in here and not doing what I'm calling you to do John uh, in this text we see John is writing how Peter's doing what he wants to do <laughs> he wants to go back fishing but he did not catch and if it is noticed when he caught the fish is when somebody from the shore tells him cast your net on the right side cast it on the right hand side. Now I-, I want you to grab closely what happens here because Peter is not fully catching what's happening here. At Verse 4, at dawn Jesus was standing on the beach and the disciples couldn't see who he was. He called fellows. Have you caught any fish? No, they replied. Then he said, throw on your Throw out your net on the right-hand side of the boat, and you'll get some. So they did, and they couldn't haul in the net because there was so much fish in it. Their success came after they obeyed the instructions of the Lord. If you are not getting production in your life, you want to first check, am I following The instructions of the Lord. Am I doing it right? Mm. Then the disciples, Jesus loved, said to Peter, It's the Lord. When Simon Peter heard that it was the Lord, he put on his tunic, for he had stripped down for work, and jumped into the water and headed to the shore. What I want to highlight here again is that Peter did not recognize it was Jesus. It, it was the beloved disciple, the one that believes writing this gospel, John. John is the one that told him it's Jesus. But here I want to highlight again that Peter, the one that's close to Jesus, the one that's loved by Jesus, Jesus is out there trying to reach him where he is. What I'm going to highlight here again, that sometimes in our life we'll not be headed in the right direction. We might be doing the right job. But catch this. Jesus can still find you. Hmm. Even when you think you're in the right direction, Jesus can still find you. Thank you, Jesus. And so once Peter heard that it was Jesus, he jumped out the boat. Now, y'all familiar before Peter jumping out the boat to go see Jesus? The last time he did, he was able to walk on water. <laughs> this time he did not walk on water. This time he had to swim the shore, but look closely. Notice that everybody else beat him to the shore. And so in his excitement, like, I'm going to beat everybody there. But yet he didn't make it there. But look what happens. Look, once they got on shore, verse 10, y'all still with me there? Bring some of the fish you just caught, Jesus said. So Simon Peter went aboard and dragged the net to the shore. There were 153 large fish, and yet the net had not torn. Then he says, now come. And have some breakfast. What I want to highlight, Peter now is obeying every command that comes from Jesus. Jesus is re-establishing a relationship with Peter who wants to make Jesus happy as he's already denied him prior to his crucifixion. Peter is still wrestling internally, I, su- I would suggest. Of how he let somebody down. I have been there. That's why I'm giving this. Uh, I can try to sympathize and empathize with people that, with those whom I love when I let them down. But they don't say anything about it. As I start like, what can I do to make it better? Because they're not saying about it. I don't want to say nothing about it. I already feel bad about it. But what can I do to show them that I didn't mean what I did? And so here it is that, all right, let me let me be the first to soar. They make it. Bring them cash. Well, they left it behind. That's right. I ain't going to ask for nobody for help. I'm going to bring it on. Now come and eat. Here I come. Jesus is showing Simon forgiveness. He's showing him grace. He's showing him mercy. Here's the thing about oftentimes in life. We ask things for people what God freely gives to us. Before I ask God to forgive me, he already forgave me. Before I knew how to love him, he already was loving me. When we understand what he's already been doing for us, it seems like now I've got to make it up. And that's the challenge that Peter is seeing here is that how can I make up what I have done wrong? Let me help you out to understand that God does not need you to make up what you've done wrong. He just needs you to do what he's called you to do. If you get too caught up looking back, you're going to miss what's ahead of you.
1: Mm-hmm. If you
0: keep on looking back and, and try to drive your car forward, what's going to happen? You're going to have an accident. When he was fo- having people coming him to follow him, to be his disciples, he says you can't grab the, 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 the oxen and the bull and look back. you got to look forward. We got to follow him. With our eyes on him. And he made breakfast with them. Now, another thing about this, making breakfast with them, is something that I just look in this text think about. They went out to catch fish, right? Jesus already had fish. (laughs) And here's the other thing. They didn't have any fish until Jesus showed up. And notice that he already had breakfast prepared before he told Peter to bring the fish. <laughs> but here's the other thing too, that Jesus understands they might be hungry, they might want more fish, well bring what you caught. And, and notice that how he's already prepared for them what they were looking for. And what I want to try to emphasize here is that God has already prepared what he has for you. But will you show up? We know how this works out. When we have our Family dinners. Uh, we have one person in the family that everybody knows that can cook real good. And so you already know the food's already prepared. So you don't bring anything. You just bring your appetite. You show up. You're ready to eat. And, and if you know, I know some of my cousins, they bring extra containers. Because they understand, I know she made more than enough, so I'm going to take some home with me. And so they're coming, understanding that it's already been prepared. I'm not going to waste what's before me. So I'm going to come and receive. Well, I have a few more witnesses here to understand that God has already prepared something for me. I'm not going to let it waste, but I'm going to show up and get everything that he has for me. Here it is, Jesus, letting the disciples know, I have it already prepared for you. I have this for you. Come and sit down, and then we get to the conversation. Of when Jesus asked him, Peter, three times, do you love me? And after each question of do you love me, and John responds, Jesus asked him to feed my sheep. There's many suggestions about the three times. Was it three times because he denied him three times? or three times because three makes completion? But whatever it is, I want you to point out the main thing that Jesus pointed out to him, that I have a job for you. The job for you is not for you to be out here fishing. The job for you is not to be out here in the sea, but for you to feed my sheep. My sheep are not out there in the water where you wanted to go. My sheep are going to take you to some hostile places, some places where they might not accept you, some places where you won't be like, you will not be welcome, but yet I need you to go to those places because that's where my sheep need you. This is the hard part of doing God's purpose in our lives that it might be complex. It might be difficult. Uh, it might cause us to go through some adverse situations. And here it is. This is what Jesus told him. And this is where we get to our text. We're going to be out very soon. After he gets them to grab to feed my sheep, I tell you the truth. When you are young, you are able to do as you like. You dress yourself and went wherever you wanted to go. But when you are old, you will stretch out your hand, and others will dress you and take you where you don't want to go. Jesus said this to let him know by what kind of death he would glorify God. Then Jesus told him, follow me. Can somebody say, follow me? Follow me. But then Peter looks back. <laughs> <laughs> you tell me all about my business. What about him? Y'all see that? Yeah. That's when he got upset. He's like, wait a minute. He's going to tell me now. Here's the thing What happened to Peter. is this, What's read into this text, very eloquently put, how Jesus described it, is that you will stretch out your hand and you'll be taken to the place where you don't want to go, was emphasizing that you will be crucified. When Jesus was stretched on the cross and he was led to Calvary, the same verbatim is used to let Peter know this is what's going to happen to you. But it's going to happen at your old age. You're going to be doing well. But when you get old, this is going to happen. Peter turned back looked at him. What about him, Lord? Look what Jesus said. I want you to look closely, what Jesus says, says, if I want him. He says, if I want him. (laughs) He's pointing out that if I I could do what I want to do. (laughs) I can do what I want. If I want him to remain till I come back again, he will. But I want you to what? Follow me. Y'all see that there? So, what is it to you? Why are you concerned about somebody else? Why are you concerned about what they have? Why, what have? Why are you concerned about what you don't have? What are you concerned about? What God has already put ahead of you and go after what God has for you? God sent Jesus for us. And sometimes we get so caught up what God is doing in somebody else's life, we forget what God is already doing in our life. Focus on Jesus. Notice that they're walking and, and Simon Peter loses focus. And he looks back. I want, to, I want to reiterate what Christ says to him twice. Follow me. Y'all see that there? Amen. He told him after how he's going to die, follow me. Then he asked him, was that to you? If you remains, follow me. So my question is, are you going to follow Jesus? And if you're going to follow Jesus, follow means you belong to him. Follow him means you are a devoted disciple of Christ. Follow means that you deny it yourself, you pick up your cross, and you're following after Jesus. Following Him means that I can no longer live for myself, but live for Him. It's no longer I who live, but it's Christ who lives in me, who died for me who set me free, who went all the way to Calvary is no longer I who live, but it's he that's living in me. So it's no longer I'm going to live to serve this flesh, but I'm going to live to serve in the spirit. Notice he says in your death, you'll bring God's glory. And I love the Lord. I love to bring him glory because that's my Purpose. I was created for his glory. I was created to worship him. I reached my full potential. When I'm being used by God. I don't know about you, but I did not buy my car to sit in a mirage. If it's not working, it's not working. Y'all don't hear me now. I needed to do what I asked it to do. I wanted when I put gas in it for it to start right on up. But well, if it's not, then I gotta go find me a one that's gonna give me from A to B. But sometimes we dress ourselves up and we just sit. And, you know, a car that don't move is a car that's going to break down. The tires going to give out. The oil need to be changed. The lubrication's got to work. Things are going to break down. If you don't start it up, the battery's going to be dead. Now you're not going to go anywhere where you want to go. But when you're used by the Lord, amen, the more you use something, the better it gets. So let us stay focused. Let's not be concerned about somebody else. You, 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 we, we said it before, right? Don't get mad about God blessing your neighbor. Be excited that God's in the neighborhood. <laughs> so if he's down the street, just wait till he comes down to your house. Amen. And get ready. I don't know about you. I'll come out sit on the front porch. So I'm just going to sit here waiting wait for my blessing. Why is that I still blessing even me, Lord? Don't get caught up about somebody else, but get caught and say, Lord, I'm waiting for you to send me where you want me to go. Don't look back, but keep your eyes on the prize, in Christ Jesus, in the higher calling, seek ye first the kingdom of God and His right, and all these other things will be what? Added unto us. So when we are seeking Him and focus on Him, don't get caught up on what somebody else has. When we can be used by Him, that's where that peace comes, that's where that joy comes. When we know who we are, because can nobody else be you? So why are you trying to be somebody else Well you're made to be you? I can't be me if I can't be myself. I'm going to close with this that it helped me to grow when I learned to be me. Now, me and all myself, my family don't like because I'm goofy. I'm awkward. I'm loud. And I do crazy stuff. I should do stuff just for my mom to be embarrassed with me we go to the grocery store. I'll grab her hand and we'll skip in the parking lot. Like I'm grown now. I ain't no little kid, I just grab her hand, I skip in the park, like go to the store with my, my boy, stop that, stop that, stop that. And that was me, cause I'm just goofy, that's just me showing love, mom, I'm happy to be with you. So she would smile and smack my hand, but she would smile, but she got used to it, and said, that's my, that's just my son. But if I'm not doing that, she's like, boy, what's wrong with you? <laughs> <laughs> when you are comfortable with being you, with all your idiosyncrasies, all those people love you for being you, because they must know who you be, don't try to be somebody else. The phony people, the fake people, we see right through. That's not who we connect with. When we are real, God can use us. Peter was ready to be used by God. He had to break through his hurt, his pain of rejection. I said again that here, God meets us where we are and points us to where we need to go. But don't be like Peter oftentimes and like we do ourselves and we look back. What about But, Lord, show me who you want me to be, and that we walk in obedience. Let us pray. Father, help us not to be worried about anybody else. Help us to keep our focus on you. Thank you, God, that you have a plan for us, and you have a purpose for us. May we walk, Lord, in that purpose. May we walk in your power. May we walk in your peace. And, Father, we thank you, Lord, that your grace, your mercy is everlasting. Because, Lord, we don't always have it right. We don't always have it put together. But we thank you, Lord, that you are faithful to forgive us of all unrighteousness. And so, Lord, we confess to you, God, for our selfishness, for our pride, for our ego, for our lack of trust. So help us, O oh God, that you will restore us, rebuild us, renew us, and forgive us as Almighty God. And we want to walk in your power. And Father, Lord, guide us and keep us where we pray. Amen. 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 As we continue on to, to give God his worship and praise, amen, there might be someone here who does not know our Lord and Savior or looking for a church home. We want to welcome you here uh, in this place. And uh, we welcome you if you want to come. We, as we get ready to give our, our tithes and offering, we're able to walk around and come up to the front pew. We'd be happy to join with you in discipleship. Amen. amen. As we prepare to give God his tithes and our offering, let us pray. Almighty God, we freely give back to you what already belongs to you. We ask you to multiply, increase, Almighty God, for your glory and for the building of your kingdom. Father, we ask you to bless those that desire to give but yet have not. We thank you, Lord, you provide all our needs. In Jesus Christ's name, Lord, we pray. Amen. May you come forward uh, as to lead us in this place. Amen. Ushers, come forward. If those who are online, you're welcome to give us online through our website. Uh, You can also download the app, able to text to give as well, the www.zionbcpeoria.com. Thank you. God bless you. Mm -hmm.